Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> finally. Finally. I didn't fuck it up. Yes! Oh, uh, shit. I got nothing. I forgot to do that part. Hey, well, hey, can I say this? I am the I am the Barney to your friends, Michael Howard. I don't even get Barney to friends. <laughs> Are you... I, I don't even know which show you're. I'm assuming that's the a show. How I met Barney your mother. and Friends. It was about Barney the dinosaur. Oh man, did you talk about Barney knowing what news came out today? Uh, yes. Okay, good because I told you I had a story about a particular dinosaur. A dinosaur. Um, <laughs> is a yeah dino fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we could just get I into that. I love you, and I love you. And I love you still forever. Time. Um, I also love Sting. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Can I just say though, Michael, I feel like such I I never feel like more of an idiot than when you say I am the blank to his blank, (laughs) and I have to scramble to respond. Like just rack my dumb idiot brain for like what the fuck is that? Especially because like I'm okay on pop culture. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I have my blind spots, given my upbringing. I, there, half the time, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's the way I like it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so it turns out the the actor who portrayed Barney for like nine or 11 years um, now is now the proud owner of a tantric sex organization. Oh, yeah. No, he's um, he's getting after it. Yeah. And hey, can I say this? Don't blame him. No, why not? Yeah. Gotta be happy with yourself. Do what you gotta do. Very happy with yourself. Do you think yourself. he practiced while he was uh, in the Barney costume? I, I mean, not I, like while he was actually in, like while he was, I guess, employed. I mean, did, do you think he was oh, involved in the tantric sex? I would have to imagine you don't go from like one field of employment to <laughs> tantric sex like coach without practicing it while you're in a seven foot tall purple dinosaur suit <laughs> and can i say this michael if there was anything that would delay my sexual gratification it would be trying to have sex while wearing a seven foot rubber purple dinosaur suit oh, it does say in this story his tantric training helped him to endure the 120 degree heat inside the big purple suit and to find joy during long shoots what if you know put what a, i mean put you know the longest shoots uh put a fucking fan in it how hard is that yeah, or like I don't know some ice cubes or some shit. There are a number of options. I mean, maybe I'm biased because UF invented that like the air cooled football pads where oh, you just yeah, like yeah, hook a yeah. hose up to your back and you're fine. Um, I feel like it shouldn't be 120 degrees inside the the dinosaur suit, particularly when you're around kids, particularly when you have a seven hour long boner. Can you imagine how bad that? Inside of that Barney suit must have smelled. Not only was he sweating to death because of the 120 degree heat, but he was practicing tantric sex, I assume. I mean, it, it, and this this is, it, we were wading into weird territory <laughs> given that he was surrounded by kids the entire time. <laughs> Are you practicing tantric sex just by having a seven hour boner in a dinosaur suit? You know, I mean... <sighs> Also, I don't know I a lot this? about tantric sex, but I know it's about like harnessing the energy and like using your intense discipline. Right? There's so- a lot of energy between the lingam and the yoni, is what I'm reading. <laughs> I knew about the I knew about yoni being 
the word for vagina mm-hmm. in this context, mostly because of our jade egg goop Gwyneth Paltrow uh, crossovers. Yeah. Didn't know about the word lingam. 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 Mm, that's not. Hmm. I'm learning that there's no good word for, for male genitalia, uh, which no. I guess makes sense to me. But <laughs> lingam is a particularly bad one. It reminds me of the there's like a taco like taco lang langua or something lingua. whatever which is like a Beef cow's tongue. tongue yeah yeah that's which bad. I guess makes sense that it would be called the lingua because it's kind of like, like language a giant tongue well lingua also means like language tongue kind of you know what I mean no I was saying that the tongue word for the tongue it makes sense that the word for penis would be the same because it's similar it's like a big old tongue. Man, we must be packing different equipment, man. <laughs> Yours doesn't like mine roll is not up. prehensile. No, oh, unfortunately, mine, it doesn't like roll up. Like your tongue rolls back up in your no. You um, can't make the like the. But also, Michael, I gotta no. I can't. I can't. I also can't make the flower with mine. Which I can't either. Apparently, only like one in seven can make the flower. Yeah, thank you for showing me your tongue. Um, <laughs> Michael, TV my commercials tongue, have not my not my dick tongue. TV commercials have ad- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> TV commercials have led me to believe that a boner lasting more than four hours is dangerous to your health. And I also have a friend who works in the ER, and he's had to deal with boners that last longer than four hours. Hmm. What does Sting up to having sex for days? Does he have a boner the entire time? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I thought you were reading up on tantric, tantric. sex. I, I have not actually. You did. only looked into the vocab, and that was it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The one word for penis, <laughs> the like basically bare minimum research into tantric sex. Yeah, I'm basically a yogi, Michael. I know downward facing dog. I'm a yoga master. Yeah, I looked into the fucking terminology. Get off my dick. You would like me to, but but not yet. But not yet. Give it a give it a seven few hours. more hours. Good God, what are we doing? Talking anyway, about Barney the Dinosaur. Yeah, thank God. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> so anyway, a, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, man, I'm good. God. Yeah, so Michael, I'm glad we waited. We tried to do this last night. Mm-hmm, we did. And I think we were both in a bad brain space. Yeah, it was, it was not good. There wasn't a lot of stuff out there. It was all bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know... How, do you just want to dive right into the damn thing? Just get after it. Do you have do you have some like some uh, a fun story right off the bat, or should I just get right into it? No, let's just let's just plow right through it. Okay. The opposite of Barney. Yeah. The, well, this is so, Michael. This show we're famous, known far and wide for oh, yeah. our our love and deep knowledge of conspiracy theories. I mean, there's no one better than us. The only people that might come close to being better than us is just Reddit. <laughs> just Reddit. Um, and so the other day, two days ago, um, someone posted to the subreddit, Ask Reddit, what conspiracy theory do you believe 100% and why? Oh, man, I was actually reading through that. I didn't okay. get too far, though. You clearly didn't get far enough because... Um, most of them were pretty run-of-the-mill, just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, like, Google and Apple are following my every move, and Amazon selling my... There was a lot of, like, like 9-11 my... truther people in yeah, there. Just yeah, just the standard, just mumbo-jumbo. That mm-hmm. is obviously true, but still, 
Well, whatever, it's old news. No one, no one is really getting into it. If you had scrolled down a little bit further, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> I'm going to get into something here. It's going to, I, pardon me for reading a lot here, but it's the best thing I've ever read. Ooh, okay, okay. And the comments to it are even better. I- so let me get through this. I apologize for laughing because I will. <laughs> Because I've been thinking about it all day. (laughs) So first is a comment and then a quote, uh, quoted like post from previous conspiracy theory threads, (laughs) which this man has posted in. So I don't know if I buy my own conspiracy. Sorry. And this is from Macrocanthorakianus on Reddit. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Him. You know the one. I I love how you assume it's a him because it's on Reddit. Yeah. (laughs) And not because it's on Reddit. It's because of the content of this post. (laughs) I don't know if I buy my own conspiracy theory, and I'm not entirely sure what exactly the, quote, conspiracy is, (laughs) but I'll repost one of my top top comments ever for posterity. Here it is. I had a Vietnamese roommate in college. One time, someone mentioned apples, and my roommate said he could rip them in half. (laughs) We all called bullshit, so he did it to shut us up. It was pretty cool. But then he claimed that, quote, all Vietnamese people can do it. (laughs) That didn't sound right. So now, no, not whenever- only does it not sound right, it also sounds very racist. <laughs> but like, I yes, very racist. But I don't know how. Right. And also, the Vietnamese person said it. So here we go. So now, whenever I meet a new Vietnamese person, and here's the racist part, I ask parentheses in as polite and not creepy and not racist <laughs> as a way as I can ca- as I can if they can rip an apple in half. And I'll be damned if every person I've ever asked goes, "Yeah, sure." Also, most of them follow up with dot dot dot. All Vietnamese people can rip apples in half. Fuck, man, what? Then I always ask if that's just how people in Vietnam eat apples, and they always say no. We just eat them the normal way, but all Vietnamese people can rip them in half if they want to. I truly don't know if I'm being trolled or not. If I ask the question and have an apple, I'll always give it to the person who claims they can do this, and they always can, so there's some truth to it. But I cannot figure out why, in my experience, almost all Vietnamese people claim that all Vietnamese people can rip apples in half. That's just a weird thing to claim. How are they so sure about what every other Vietnamese person can do? Are they implying that Laotians and Thai people can't do this? Is it a special trick they teach only in Vietnam? I would never claim that all Americans can juggle or that all white people can juggle. See, I don't even know if they're suggesting it's a racial trait or a cultural skill. (laughs) Holy fuck. I I just searched... Vietnamese ripping apples, and they're apparently on the Vietnam, the Vietnam subreddit. Somebody just posted. So what's the deal with ripping apples in half? Apparently, Apparently. you guys are supposed to know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So they get into it. So the comments are actually the best part, and there's there's so much more to that post just (laughs) about this guy's experience. also, the conspiracy includes, or was there a meeting once, and all Vietnamese people realized that they could help each other by making wild fruit claims about the skills of the Vietnamese so they could trick dumb white boys like me into giving them free fruit to test their powers? <laughs> Which is one of the most benign and also insidious conspiracy theories I've ever heard. It's just like, yeah, all of Vietnam wants free fruit from, white- from whiteies. <laughs> I, you know what, it's one of... 
It's brilliant, though. I love apples. And if I could so, come up with a way for someone to just give me an apple whenever I wanted. So, but there, so a couple things. <laughs> the first comments on this Reddit thread are just, holy shit, I've never heard of this, but my next door neighbors are were Vietnamese. And when they were teenagers and I was nine or ten, they showed me how they could rip apples in half. I'm actually a little bit spooked and distraught <laughs> by this now. <laughs> next comment. Uh, my work colleague is a Vietnamese. I just asked her and she did it. She also said that all Vietnamese can do it. What the fuck? <laughs> She's like, I am bugging her to tell me why she possesses these black arts and she is just laughing at me. I am officially freaked. And then on the Vietnam subreddit thread, um, people are asking why they do it and why does everyone know it? And just actually, we tear it apart because that is the way we show our strength and improve our flexibility and using force. We share the half of Apple to our beloveds, or even to our enemies. The only difference is that for our beloveds, we give it in good to condition. For our enemies, we give it to them smashed. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. We rarely eat the apple, to be honest. At least apple is nowhere near as popular as it is in the West. My grandfather taught me a few years ago. It's kind of cool. But I never realized there was a myth between Vietnamese people and this trick. <laughs> somebody, somebody said... In Vietnamese, living all my life in Ho Chi Minh City, never did or heard uh, people around me to do that. Am I not very well liked? <laughs> Somebody goes, Vietnamese and not an apple slicer? I'm not Vietnamese and I don't like you either. <laughs> Boy, I have some bad news for you. You're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I've, so, Michael, I feel like I most of my fruit... I think I know all the tricks one can pull off with fruit. I've never thought of or seen someone rip an apple in half. But to yeah, be fair, like, I've never really met... I've never hung out with a Vietnamese person with an apple. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I haven't. But at the same time, like, I've never even thought to myself while looking at an apple, like... What I if I ripped if it in half? someone could rip this in half. Like, I think that about a lot of things. Mine is, like... Oh man, one time whenever I see an apple, I'm like, oh dude. One time I saw someone in middle school who had like an apple slicer like tool Ooh. that cut it into perfect, perfect slices to dunk into caramel. And Hell I was like, yeah. wow, that kid must be fucking rich because he's got cool <laughs> apple toys. And this was before apple There's toys. Little, but like the other, yeah. like real apple but toys. Like real apple toys. <laughs> uh Shit, not okay. Did you try to did you try to rip open an apple? After I, you read I, this? I did not have time because I, I read this at like 3 p.m. today at work, so I okay, didn't have wait, time to run to wait, get an one apple. second. I have an yep. apple. One second. All right, Michael. I think you I think you gotta dig into it and then just tear it. I think you just gotta So you think you just I think you dig in and tear that bad boy. Like, just fucking... Yeah, rip that, that some bitch. No, I think no, I think you gotta align your fingers north-south with, okay, the, with, okay. the, yeah. with the poles, and then dig in and just rip it. Just dig... Rip. What? Just grip it and rip it, Michael. Ah, I can't that, even that. dig in? What the oh, fuck what are you a baby Do you need boy nails you for this? I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an apple doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't cheat with your teeth. Hold on. Hold on, Michael. I found a video. It's a tutorial. One second. <laughs> How to crack an apple in half with your bare hands. And god damn it, wouldn't you know it, the guy in this video is Vietnamese as shit. Oh man. Of course he is. Well, Apparently that's the Scientifically thing. speaking. Crack an apple in half with using your only your bare hands. 
This is pretty crazy. I love, I love doing He's also wearing a t-shirt with hands on it. So you take your thumb. Thumb on the stem, Michael. Okay, okay. About yay. Take other finger. Index finger on the on the other end. So get a nice little grip on it like this. Then um, this is the trick. You you don't have to be like the strongest person in the world, but you actually um, use this all using um, so friction. So hand grip along hand. the the bottom of it. Put your fingers on the bottom along yeah. with your index finger. And where your thumb is, like this. Wait, like this? Then grip it behind like there. Grip it like a like a golf club, Michael. Okay, now take your other hand. Take your other hand. Yeah. Put your other forefinger along like next to, yeah, net right there. Yep. And then turn it down. No, like turn the apple down, and then you're just gonna fucking rip that some bitch. Put it against your knee. Put it against your knee, Michael. And then put your thumb down along the entire thing, like a golf club, and then just grip it and rip it. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh wait, no, actually, Michael. Sorry, pull down from the top. With the, the you're gonna push down with your the heel of your palm. This guy sucks. Oh, he did it! Holy shit! <laughs> Wow, what a clean break that is. Michael, I believe in you. Oh, Just fuck. you're gonna push down with the heel of your palm as hard as you can. Alright, I got I gotta I gotta look at this video though. Okay, I'll send it to you. Like I got another one. Holy crap, he did it. It's really the last 12 seconds of this video that you want to watch. <laughs> He's just going like this. Yeah, and then he cracks it. I my hands are not strong enough for this. Well, you're doing I have, it wrong. Like, I have Michael, like Trumpian hands. You do have little baby Trump hands, but no, you're doing it wrong. Michael, you're grip it, grip it with your thumb. He just did it. No, he just did it like this. But he's doing it wrong. No, he just, I saw him do it. <laughs> Damn, I wish I had an apple right now. I'm going to go get one. Fuck me. This is, no. All right, I give up. As a Vietnamese person, I can confirm 100% of US born, us born in the country can rip, us, rip apples in half. It's a skill you passively gain by breathing Vietnamese air. <laughs> this is amazing. The best part at it. So apparently, v Vietnam is number 25 on the top 25 countries that import apples. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, Michael. You need more. You need heal palm your heal your palm strength is what you need. What are you, you're like throwing like a pokeball? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. You need hand strength, you fool. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what this is. I mean, you're doing it bad. You're bad at apples. You're just a bad apple boy. I'm a bad. I'm a bad apple boy. I clearly have no Vietnamese in me. But this is my favorite conspiracy theory that every person in Vietnam can rip apples in half. And chooses to. I also I also agree that I'm not sure what the conspiracy is. Well, the conspiracy is that they get free fruit from whiteies. Oh, okay. which I am okay. fully behind. Yeah, no. Uh, shit. Don't. Okay. If I do come across a Vietnamese person, is it racist to ask them this? Is what I don't understand. Yeah, um, I mean, so according to this guy, you have to just ask in a non-racist way. Oh, which okay, yeah. I I will admit is a tough needle to thread. Yeah, but I, I think the easiest way is just be like, oh, hey, do you want to split an apple? And oh. it's like, I don't have a, I don't have a knife on me, and then no. they will naturally just be like, oh, no problem, and okay. rip it in half. Okay, I think that's a good way to test, but. It is pretty much proven, Michael, scientifically through this Reddit thread that uh, Laotians and Thai folks cannot actually rip an apple in half. 
that's not in their okay. genetics to do so. Really? That is and interesting. Like, if anything, I think you just, you kind of skipped over your 23andMe test that you just don't need to, <laughs> like, you know that you're not Vietnamese. Do I get, do I get like a couple dollars off if I tell them like, hey, you don't need to look you and see if I'm Vietnamese? Uh, yeah, maybe Laos and definitely Thailand, but yeah. like, it's not Vietnam. I know that for sure. I don't have the gifts. Damn it, Michael. I really wish I had an apple right now. I really wish I could fucking do this right here on this fucking podcast. Well, I think you're, do- you're doing it bad. You're, you're, you need a, it's, a, it's a push and pull, not a pull and pull. You well, you to, know, the, I just saw a guy do it in like a heartbeat. It's a, well, he was a pull wrong. and pull. Push and pull. You're, what are you talking about? You need you need finger strength and then palm strength to rip the bad boy in half. Also, I think you need to call it mean names. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Apple. That's more of just a, a mean like a mean comment. Uh, well, you're a dirty, dirty boy, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, let's come back to apples. What do you got for me this week? Because oh, I have a couple sh- fun ones. My I'm... hands really hurt. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Kind of want to eat this apple now, though. I mean, if you need, if you need to like really make the audio experience of this podcast pretty uncomfortable, you dig right into that that juicy fruit. Um, Michael, have you ever noticed that in the last like three years, every store on like a street corner is actually a mattress store? I was just reading about this. this is this is Buck Wild? This is the wildest thing ever. And also, I think we might have talked about this maybe like in our second episode, like pretty early in the show. Mm -hmm. So before I left Gainesville, every store in that town was turning either into a mattress store. Mm -hmm. Like on one street, on like a three block radius, there were eight mattress stores (laughs) or a vape shop. Yeah. Yeah. Because I gotta have my vape. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of conspiracy theory floating around because, Michael, I don't know if you've ever been into a mattress store, but when you walk oh, into God, one, one time it sucks so hard. You are the only person in that store. Yeah, and oh, each for of the sure. mattresses costs thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, like no one is buying a mattress from a mattress store to make the real estate for all these stores worth it. Nope. So, Unless the Jesus fucking Christ, Kush. I just looked up. There are like 30 mattress stores within two miles of me. How many of them are the same company? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine mattress firms. And that's, wait. I was going to say, how many are mattress firm? There are three mattress firms in one plaza. This is buck wild. 14, 15. So in the greater Atlanta area, just within the perimeter, the 285 perimeter, there are 15 mattress firms and don't you think people didn't notice michael particularly (laughs) the internet who they've said that mattress firm cannot be simply a mattress firm it must be a money laundering conspiracy it has to be there are i just sent you a link there are one two three four five mattress firms within two basically one and a half major city blocks in either direction in, in this one area of Chicago. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so apparently, though, mul- the theory goes that on Reddit, multiple stores just means multiple places to move money between. <laughs> so you just, like, move it from one mattress firm to the other mattress firm? Exactly. 
And also, so Mattress Firm has more than 3,500 stores. Uh, <sighs> and they're selling a product that people buy every 7 to 10 years. Um, if so, that... So apparently, do you know South- anyone that's bought a mattress in the past 15 years? Me. Right. I, I bought I bought a mattress four years ago, and I will never do it again. Exactly. <laughs> and the only reason I did it was because uh, the girlfriend I was living with, we broke up, and she took the bed. So I needed one <laughs> to sleep on. So I had to buy a mattress. That's the only reason I bought one. I know one person who has bought a mattress in my entire life. Right. So apparently... Mattress Firm was bought uh, two years ago, in 2016, for $3.8 billion by a South African retailer named Steinhoff in a market that, like, every internet startup, every podcast advertiser in the world is seriously coming after and killing. Um, And then towards the end of last year, Steinhoff's stock price tanked by 62% in one day, wiping out $15 billion worth of value, mostly because of accounting irregularities <laughs> in its annual report. So like this one makes so much sense to me. Like I there's no reason for any of these mattress stores to exist because people don't buy mattresses. People definitely don't buy them in a store unless it's room to go and you're getting that good bundle because you need that bundle. Um but it also makes me wonder what vape shops are up to. I think it's just I think it's just that people who vape don't want to walk more than like 15 feet. I mean, that's so fair. Such a fair. Plus, you uh, need you need you constantly need that good vape gear, you know? And also, I mean, I think it's less the vape gear and more like the twenty dollar six foot bongs. (laughs) <laughs> that you can also get, but don't say the word bong in there or you will get kicked out. Oh my God, have you seen that video of the the teenage kid who ordered a, a bong from Amazon and his mom made him open it in front of her? It's literally the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Because he's just like, what is this, a lamp? I didn't order a lamp. Why? I didn't order this. I ordered like baseball cards. Like, it's a bong, Derek. Uh, it's... The best thing I've seen on the internet in a long time. Dude, apparently there's an article on businessinsider.com where talking about how Mattress Firm actually responded to the fact that people think they're a money laundering scheme. And what do they have to say for themselves? Uh, Here's they, some hush money. They they just posted the blinking guy meme. Yeah, that means, oops, we're caught. We it don't says, have a good excuse. It says us looking at our mentions like... And then it's just the blinking guy, but nobody is nobody's believing him. Yeah, no, I am. I'm the thinking guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what's up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Michael, what do you got for me? Fuck, I don't have anything that good, dude. I got some more. I don't know. We can just keep going. <laughs> I, I can go animals. I can tell you about one of the things on the internet that I love the most. That like I have no interest in, but I always like to read about. I could uh, do that. What's that? Uh, God, let's just keep going. Bring it dude, on. I'm excited. Okay, you you got so yeah. much stuff. I just fucking oh, pour man, it on I'm me. Just, I'm just so happy that we didn't do this yesterday because I was in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Michael. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep trying to rip open this fucking apple. Yeah, though. please. You keep doing that. And so this will get admittedly. I'm wearing per- you down, Apple. <laughs> I don't know if, because everyone in the videos does it in about four seconds. I don't know if you can really, <laughs> if it takes you 45 minutes, I don't think you've successfully done it. You definitely have not proven your Vietnamese heritage. Um, so, Michael, just me as a person, mm-hmm. 
and this is really weird watching you try to struggle <laughs> to rip this thing in half, but there, so I'm a nerd. I'll say it, mm-hmm. but yeah, you are. There's a, yep. there's a lot of nerdy things that I love, like in like the, the nerd zeitgeist that I will never do mostly because none of my friends are nerdy enough to do them with me. Oh, Hey buddy, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Um, and also, I don't have like thousands of dollars to invest mm. in being like a true mm-hmm. mega nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, like tabletop games with like oh, figurines yeah, that you have no, to paint. No. Also, like most computer games, uh, like I know about them, but like I just don't have the time or money to invest in them. Specifically, MMOs, so, like mass multiplayer, like online games. Yep. And there's one in particular called Eve Online, which. If I ever see an article about it, I will fucking read it. And I literally uh, know nothing about that other than they have ads everywhere. Ads everywhere. So for anyone, so this is a persistent like galaxy, like sci-fi game where you just have a ship and you can explore and you can do trade. You can fight wars with each other. And and like they're even like doing some pretty cool stuff where like uh, like they're like introducing like alien society and stuff like whatever. There's a lot in the game that you can do. But there are also, like, multiple factions in the game that control, like, segments of the galaxy in the game and all this stuff. And you can pay money, like, physical U.S. dollars, by a weird trade system. Or Bitcoin. Not Bitcoin yet, but it's coming. Wait, what? Wait, so they have a computer game that doesn't accept Bitcoin? That's fucking bullshit. It doesn't accept Bitcoin yet. But actually, so this blends my love of, like, stupid online currency and video games and sci-fi warfare into one fucking thing. So... People basically pay U.S. dollars Mm -hmm. for this currency in the game called Plex, which is really just a 30-day subscription to play the game. (laughs) Okay. So it's like this weird... uh, And then in the game, you have this currency called like So it's like microtransactional type game? Sort of. But it's it's this weird, like, convoluted system between U.S. dollars... (laughs) Keep ripping that, buddy. (laughs) Keep fucking that apple. Um... U.S. dollars, the Plex for, like, the game subscription, and then in-game currency called ISK. And you can trade, and ISK is used to buy, like, bigger and better ships. So, all that to say, every once in a while, people buy massive ships by trading money for the game subscription for in-game currency, and they keep buying ships. And then they have wars in the game. And And you lose your ship? You lose your ship. Oh, fuck. And some of these, so the biggest capital ships, or, like, the, the... the first step down from the biggest capital ships costs about four to five thousand dollars. Jesus! So people invested that much money in these, like, and you just lose them. Like, it's not like you die and they come back. Think about how star destroyers work in Star Wars. They oh. just to get blown up. That's kind of what happens in this game. Um, so <laughs> there was apparently it didn't pan out, but there was supposed to be a battle last night actually uh, that would have wiped out one million dollars worth of US dollars in in game like battle sh- like ships and crafts. Um and it didn't work out just because the game servers. So as when these battles start happening more and more people jump into like a specific region of the game to just watch they start it. and to be in it and kill each other. Um they do this thing called time dilation which is really just they just slow it all down like in uh so like they can handle all the like computing of it. Uh-huh. But so these battles take hours to pan out and it's amazing but this follows up one from like three or four years ago that actually like happened this one like it just didn't work out i think maybe six thousand dollars worth of like ships were lost just because people couldn't get into the battle but 
there's a famous Eve online battle uh, called the bloodbath of B dash R five RB in which uh, more than 7,500 players and their ships went to war and the estimated real world value of their ships that got destroyed was up to $330,000. Jeez. So like, so like this game, you pay the game money mm-hmm. for the in-game ships. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone, so everyone on either side of the war has paid money for the ships to, to EVE Online. Mm-hmm. And then they just lose half of the people, probably like 75% of the people just lose their shit. And EVE Online just still has all of the monies, though. They get all the monies. Why do people play this game? I mean, why do people play any game online? Like, it's just like they have a cool ship. They're but in it's like these free. Like, massive once I've clans. paid for the game, it's free. Like, if I'm playing, if I'm playing like Battlefront, like when I lose my when I lose my shit, I just die and then I come back and all my shit's still there. Michael, I'm just gonna say, if you had it at your disposal, just think about it. A massive interstellar battle cruiser that could jump to light speed and jump around to different parts of the galaxy. Would you just sit around with it, or would you fucking blow shit up with it? I mean, I would blow shit up with it, but I wouldn't have yeah. paid for it in the first place. Oh, can you do the? Can you do the, the holdo maneuver on it? Yeah, I I don't know if that's actually in the game because I feel like if the game would be kind of broken if just <laughs> one asshole could just jump to light speed and just wipe out a couple thousand dollars from my bank account. I would um, do that. All day, I would buy the cheapest ship that I could that had light speed, and I would destroy everything. So yeah, um, so that actually. So speaking of Star Wars, there, I think uh, last. So these things kind of tend to happen in December and January. So like, oh this by the battle, way, like spoiler alert, was, I guess. <laughs> oh, we just said we didn't say anything. Um, so this battle would have happened on like the four year anniversary of that bloodbath of. Uh, BR5RB which would have been on the year anniversary of a uh someone blowing up basically a death star somebody which had to build a death star right in order to have it blown up someone built a death star which cost $15,000 okay i mean that's like actually a pretty good deal for a death star if you think about it yeah which that's that's what i was kind of getting into it's like yeah it's weird to say i just lost like $4,000 of my own personal God earned money, <laughs> but like I did it for like a sweet battle cruiser that wa- drove around virtual space. Michael, I'm I'm saying most of this just to say that there are battles going around in space right now that you don't even know about. God, so but all it but would I take is like love one, this shit. All it would take is like one just hyper rich person, like a Jeff Bezos, to just go in there and then he would just own the galaxy. And you know what? Honestly, I kind of wish Jeff Bezos would use his $111 billion to, because apparently he doesn't want to give the, the journalists at the Washington Post a raise and is currently going through like a really weird like union dispute. I wish he spent his money. Like, sure, Bill Gates can make toilets for kids in Africa. Who gives a shit? If Jeff Bezos just went in and just made like a planet-sized like Death Star, if he made actually a Death Star, everyone a super a mega Death Star that was made up of a bunch of smaller Death Stars to to be all of the parts of the Death Star. Yeah, and I, I think the thing about that, and that I wish was true in Jeff Bezos's Death Star world, um, 
and that yeah, apparently it can't happen in this game is that there's no Luke Skywalker option. Like one nerd can't just fly down a trench and blow up the whole shit. It's like it's 7,500 players have to get together and just fucking duke it out, which is to be honest, really fucking cool to me. That just like thousands of people are in this just like all out war destroying shit. I don't know why it makes me so happy, but it, I love it. It's so much money, but at the same time, like, I think about all the stupid shit that I spend money on, and I'm like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. You were just telling me about how much money you've spent on speakers yeah, through your, you know, your new I, livery room. And I don't even have a Death Star. And the best thing is Rachel gave you carte blanche to do that, and you're still worried about it. <laughs> because speakers don't make any sense. Why even speakers? Why even speakers? Michael, I don't even want audio anymore, Kush. I just, I'm going to put everything on mute and just fucking close caption that shit. What do you think would happen if Rachel gave you carte blanche to spend all the money you needed on speakers and then you just got some like shitty like JBL Bluetooth bad boys and put them up in the ceiling (laughs) and then just spent the rest of the money on Eve online? (laughs) How bad, how quickly do you think Rachel would divorce you? I don't, but I could just tell her that the speakers in the ceiling are awesome and as long as she never sees them. Or hears them. Actually, she probably could hear them and it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. This Sonos is really good. Yeah, Love this is it. the best Sonos ever. By the way, I have a I have 75 Death Stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Love that. Mm-hmm. It's in a Go video a... game. Oh, I've seen you play Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right, Mike, what do you got for me? I can't... Man, I got so many more good ones, but I can save them. So, <laughs> I have a... A moral question for you, Kush. Oh, good. My wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Teed so, up for me. I'll knock it out of the park. <laughs> so we were talking earlier today on Slack about there was like a rash of, of car thefts from people just leaving their cars running and unlocked because it was too cold. When in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, in, in, when it was too uh, cold in Charlotte. Yes. The frozen tundra of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. So what would you do if you jokingly said to a valet about a... $300,000 yellow Ferrari that was sitting there. Hey, can I get the keys to my Ferrari? And then he just gave them to you. Huh. Just handed them to you because he was too busy and was just like, yeah, here's your fucking car. Quit being a dick. This is kind of one of those weird social anxiety situations <laughs> where like if someone like hands me something that like. I don't want to get too deep into this because I've heard it on other podcasts, but like that like could be a gift, but like isn't. But I like don't want to ask what it is. I'm just like, I guess I'll keep it. It's mine now. Like that would be. I don't know how I give that those keys back. Right. To be frank, I think I would take the keys, get in the Lambo, not know how to drive it, stall it out within six feet. And then just get out of the car and run away and leave my actual, like, Ford Focus in the parking lot. And I would never return to that establishment ever again. So apparently uh, at the Vinoy Renaissance St. Petersburg Resort in my uh, near my hometown of Clearwater, Florida. And in St. Pete. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I do. Yeah, 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 for sure. So apparently a guy just went up there and... You know, the valets like to, they usually park the really expensive cars, like basically don't even park them. They just leave them there because they don't, they don't want to be, 
they don't want to be accused of joyriding around in, in some Ferrari or some shit, right? It's also, if the car's right there, they get a nice tip because the person doesn't mm-hmm. have to wait for, mm-hmm. you know, 20 minutes. Well, sure. guy walked up and instead of asking for his own car, he saw the car there and basically just started acting really just dickish about it, as as you would if you owned a Ferrari, I assume. And right. was like, hey, give me the fucking car. Um, and he seemed to be pretty impatient and demanding. So the valet was just like, yeah, here's the keys. The guy's like, yeah, the ticket's in the car. I'll bring it back to you. Uh, so he just gave him the keys, and the guy got into the car with a woman. And apparently they just sat in the car for a couple minutes. And the valet kind of lost interest when he realized he wasn't going to get a tip. And um, then they just drove off in the car. Huh. Yeah, okay. I was going to say that this was... So when you first posited this question, it's... Because for me... It would be a joke. I'd be like, hey, get me my Ferrari. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks, friend. But here, here's my ticket to the focus. Please <laughs> take your time. I'm not in any rush. Um, so that's what I thought was going to happen. This was just literal actual theft. Um, Is it theft if somebody else gives you the car, though? I was going to say, in my scenario, where I was being a jokey McJokester, <laughs> and, the, and the boy... I assume boy, valet boy, gave me the keys just because, like, he's like, oh, yes, sir, no problem. Here's your here's your Lambo, a Ferrari. And then I'd be like, oh, shit. Well, that guy, that's actually his problem now because <laughs> he did this. And now possession is nine-tenths of the law, and I have this car. So I will do with it what I wish, which would be to do donuts in the parking lot, go to Burger King, come back with a car, and then just get my, my Ford Focus. That's what I would do. Yeah. This scenario which you have put forth is literal theft (laughs) i mean he claimed he was gonna bring it back yeah you can claim that but when you steal a ferrari your words really not like my word is my bond only goes so far i feel like and he lied to get the ferrari but he was borrowing it so basically so this man levi levi miles who was uh 28 year old years old he apparently met this girl named chloe and he uh, wanted to impress her, so he told oh, her. Sorry, it was- sorry, Michael. I didn't know we were trying to impress girls. Exactly. <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Yep. Now we're talking. Okay. Uh, and the only reason he got caught before he brought the car back was because apparently the tail lights were not on. Oh, and actually, that's another thing. I would not know how to activate anything in that car. Uh, The taillights, the radio, the rocket engine, whatever cool teleportation technology it has. I wouldn't know how to do any of it. A Ferrari is wasted on me. I would never be able to impress this girl. He also had uh, difficulty driving the car, the officer noted. Uh, uh, No shit. Yeah. They didn't say what kind of car his actually was. The thing about... So there's a reason... The Ferrari has a horse on it. I assume the Ferrari has a horse on it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Have you ever tried to ride a fucking horse, Michael? Like, untrained? Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good or easy or fun. Horses, turns out, are beasts with minds of their own. (laughs) Ferraris are very similar. Yeah. They're not cool to the untrained dumbass like you, me, or this guy. Um, And And Michael, can I say this? They're not toys. To show off to your cool lady friend. I would try, though. Oh, fuck yeah, I would try. I would ride that horse right into a wall. Yeah. For sure. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, so 
after they the police pulled him over because of the taillights, which I assume he just didn't know how to turn on the lights, and the fact that he was having trouble driving it, apparently they found cocaine on top of the center console, about two grams. Okay, so he did bring that cocaine in. If it was sitting on top, because there's no way someone left the cocaine on the center console for the valet. Uh, or, or, Michael, if they had, the valet would not have been worried about a tip. I'm guessing so this was this was homegrown. Cocaine. I don't know about that. I'm guessing that maybe they might have rummaged through the glove compartment and the uh, you know the center console and whatnot, and they might have found some sweet sweet powdery cocaine for themselves. I'm guessing this man stole a car, said, "Hey, you want to do a bump?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And then, oops, we're pulled over by the cops. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a guy who owns a Ferrari. Probably can afford to just have cocaine literally anywhere he might ever be. That's true. Like, he probably had some glue to the underside of the table in the restaurant. Just <laughs> like, this is my table and my cocaine. So please have some ready for me. Um, just to really complete my my horse metaphor, Michael, and driving a Ferrari. Um, you want to know the last time I tried to ride a horse? Uh, no. I mean, I yes, I do want to know, but I don't know when. I was 10 years old and you haven't my rode a family, horse since you were 10? Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'll get, I'm like 6'4. I used to weigh like three bills. The, the, usually when you try to go to a horseback riding place, they're like, yeah, the upper limit on the, the weight factor is like 250. I'm like, okay, I'll see myself out. No, I'll go eat ice bull, cream at home. Bullshit. Look, not, not to, uh, not to chomp on another podcast flavor, but my brother, my brother and me taught me that a horse can pull quite a bit of weight. Right. They can pull weight because they're strong. They're they're horribly delicate spines. <laughs> cannot cannot handle my fat ass or they couldn't. Now that I'm svelte and lean, I can jump on any horse I want to except Shetland ponies because I will kill them. But uh, the last time I rode on a horse, I was 10 years old. Uh, we were at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Michael... <laughs> Strap a horse to each of your palms and pull that apple in half. Just, just fucking rip it. Dude, in half. Fort Wilderness play. is my is is amazing. Fort Wilderness is dope as hell. So for the uninitiated, it's a frontier themed resort that has these like very fancy half wide, like basically trailers yeah. that you know have like nice. They have semi nice like hotel versions. It's how people like me go camping. Yeah, it's fucking dope as hell. I fucking love it. And River it. Country had, Safari, which got shut down because of various diseases in the water. Many diseases. Many but diseases. The, also, the David Crockett's buffet there is the best thing at Disney. And you could also get golf carts to ride around, and they would, even if you were underage and driving the golf cart, they would just pull up next to you and be like, you should probably take that back to your parents. Yeah, I did that a lot. Also, speaking of driving underage, but not underage, just with the mind of a child. One time, my dad played chicken with a bus in a golf cart with me and my brother. Did he win? It, so, um, no, no, he lost. But I'm still here, so we did it anyway. So when I wasn't driving a golf cart, they also had horseback riding. But as one might expect at Disney World, to minimize the risk and lawsuit potential, they were robot were horses. The these were the oldest, slowest, <laughs> dumbest, most least interested horses on the planet. Um, and my 10-year-old self, having only seen, like, westerns on AMC and people just always doing the, like, kicking your heels in, like, spurring the horse, being like, yeah, yeah. I kept doing that on this 9,000-pound <laughs> horse. And 
it just would walk into the trees or stop to eat every six feet. But I was always kicking my heels, yelling, yeah, <laughs> which is essentially what I would do behind the wheel of a, of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. I would just futilely kick my feet around, yell things, and slap my hands on the thing to make it go faster, and nothing would happen. <laughs> and then, when I got bored, I would pull cocaine out of my pocket and snort it off the, the horse's center console. <laughs> I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. I went to, I went to uh, the old Fort Wilderness once. So, my family... My mom grew up in a village in Greece, and my dad grew up in Chicago, in the city. Um, and so he wasn't an outdoorsman. And my mom was like, hey, I left the village in Greece where I slept basically outside. Uh, I'm not going to go camping. But No, no thank you. But one time, a friend of ours convinced us to go camping, and we got tents and all that good stuff. And we went to uh, the old Fort Wilderness in a tent. Oh, no. In a you didn't tent. Get the, the- you didn't get the cool double wide? No, we got in a tent, and it rained. It fucking poured, and our tent leaked, and it was the worst experience of my life, and we ended up in somebody else's pop-up camper. <laughs> Just like a rando stranger? <laughs> no, it was a friend. The friend who convinced us to go camping had a pop-up okay. camper. Uh, we ended up in there, and this to this day, this is why I do not like camping, because if I can't rough it at Fort Wilderness, I am not going to be able to rough it in the real wilderness. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Formula's rules, though, particularly <laughs> that buffet. I, I actually, I must, I implore everyone to get there. Yeah, go to go. <laughs> even though, even though, uh, River Country Safari, wherever the fuck it was called, River Country, yeah, yeah, uh, is is closed because of once again all of the diseases in the water. You should well, still the go weird there. Thing is that whole so Disney had that thing a year, two years ago, where that kid got eaten by the alligator yeah, in the big yeah, lake. Yeah. So. River Country was just off of that lake. Yeah. But it definitely had, like, the boom, like, netting, Mm -hmm. like, across, like, the thing. So gators, quote, couldn't get in. But it was also the lake that, like, it connects to, like, Epcot and Magic Kingdom (laughs) and, like, three other, other, like, resorts. That was, like, fully full of the Disney trash and, like, piss water. (laughs) But, like, they let you swim in it Mm -hmm. and just, like, have fun and just, like, dive into it. And it was a it was a park that they paid you paid money to get into, but it was just it like, was free if you were part if you were at the if you were staying, Wilderness. Sure, though. yeah, sure, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> so it was free hepatitis C, dude. Which have I you guess ever seen have the you ever, best kind of hepatitis? But have you ever seen the pictures from Discovery Island? Yeah, which was a very failed attempt for Disney to do like a uh, a really cool. Um, like nature themed island where you could take a boat out to it and had all this nature shit and then it died and so they eventually just let all of the animals loose on the island and now it's like this weird fucking like the end of Jurassic Park one so kind of situation. One of my favorite things on the internet beyond uh sci-fi battles and video games is like people sneaking into abandoned yes. like commercial places and yes. taking pictures of it. And that is the best. It's just like this bird sanctuary that like is now like graffitied and falling apart, but it just looks like someone found like the Hunger Games like <laughs> years after it happened and just like took pictures of it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. People, and in order to go out there, apparently they have like Disney police boats that like try to keep people away yeah. from there. But they so had they, to sneak in yes. like at cover of dark at like yeah, with like amazing. scuba gear and shit. Yep. 
It's like sneaking into Chernobyl is basically what it looked like. It was amazing. Yeah. I highly recommend looking for that. What was it called? Discovery Island or Discovery Cove or something? No, Discovery Cove is the the dolphin place, which I do actually have a dolphin story to talk about. (laughs) Um, It was a bird island. Um, Yeah, Discovery Island is what it was called. Discovery Island, okay. Yeah, but it was uh, fantastic. It's uh, so it's Shane Perez was the photographer. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, It shut down in 1999. It's amazing you should definitely go check it out uh actually you know what hey i'll make a blog post this week and i'll share that so go check out some creep eat my whole asshole michael (laughs) god damn it all right michael we got a couple minutes left do you want to talk about how dolphins are damn it i have two cool animal stories one's about elephants and one's actually it's a it's a team story because they show two sides of man's relationship with nature oh and i don't want to man relationship with nature so murder Yes and no. Oh, okay. Either murder and how animals just let us get away with it, or how animals pay us with murder. Mm. They're both very good. I like the second one. They're they're both critically important. Okay, stories. okay, okay. Let's do it. Can you wait till next week? Oh, I mean, we can wait till next week. All right, Michael. I'm going to close this out with literally one of the funniest, dumbest things I've ever read in my entire life. Um, I don't really know how to intro this one. So I'm just going to read the headline of the Reddit thread that inspired it. Quote, I was 22 years old when I learned that not every family has a poop knife. A poop knife? Like, yeah, like a, a Like a, a knife, knife you cut poop with? Exactly right, Michael. <laughs> a knife you cut poop with. <laughs> and um, this is from user Learned Butt. Oh, yes. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, you know him. Mm-hmm. You know him. And I, I have to assume this is a him. Um, <laughs> quote. Then again, this is going to get a little long. So just bear with me. The first words in this post, Michael, are my family poops big. <laughs> Maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's our diet. But everyone, everyone births giant logs of crap. <laughs> if anyone has laid a mega poop, you know that sometimes it won't flush. We've all been there, Michael. You know how it is. <laughs> it lays across the hole in the bottom of the bowl, and the vortex of draining water merely gives it a spin as it mocks you. Growing up, what this was do a these common... people eat? Not, I don't know. I just don't know. Probably other larger poops. Um, growing up, this was a common enough occurrence that our family had a poop knife. It was a rusty old kitchen knife that hung on a nail in the laundry room, only to be used for the purpose of cutting poop. Wait, in the laundry was, room? They don't even use it? In the it? laundry room. So you have to walk out of the bathroom into the laundry room to get the poop knife. Well, would you want a poop-crusted knife just hanging in your bathroom when you brush your teeth, Michael? Well, I mean, I'd keep it underneath the toilet or some shit. Michael, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, it was normal to walk through the hallway and have someone call out, Hey, can you get me the poop knife? Oh, man. Kind of like how I used to ask my siblings for, hey, we're out of toilet paper. Can you please, please, please throw me a paper toilet roll, or a toilet paper roll? And they would shut the lights off to the bathroom because the slide switch was outside. <laughs> and then I would sit in the darkness for 15 minutes. I thought it was a standard kit. You have your plunger, your, to- your toilet brush, and your poop knife. Fast forward to 22. It's been a day or two between poops and I'm over at my friend's house. My friend was the local dealer and always had, quote, guests over because you can't buy weed without sitting on your ass and sampling for an hour. I excuse myself and lay a gigantic turd. I look down and see that it's a sideways one, (laughs) which is hilarious. So I crack the door and call out for my friend. He arrives and I ask him for his poop knife. (laughs) 
My what? Your poop knife, I say. I need to use it. Please. What the fuck is a poop knife? Obviously, he has one, but maybe he calls it by a more delicate name. A fecal cleaver, a dung divider, a guano glaive. I explain what it is I want and why I want it. He starts giggling and then laughing, and then everyone else starts laughing. It turns out the music had stopped and everyone heard my pleas for the poop knife. It also turns out that none of them had poop knives. It was just my fucked up family and their fucked up bowels. FML. I told this to my wife last night, who was not who was amused and horrified at the same time. It turns out that she did not know what a poop knife was and had been using the old rusty knife hanging in the utility closet as a basic utility knife. Oh Thankfully, god. She didn't use she didn't cook with it, but she used it to open Amazon boxes. Oh god. She will be using her own utility knife now. Common question. Why was this not in the bathroom instead of the laundry room? Answer. We only had one poop knife and the laundry room was central to all three bathrooms. Why not just I have get no three idea why we didn't knives. have I have no idea why we didn't have three poop knives. <laughs> All I know is that we didn't. We had the one. Possibly because my father was notoriously cheap about the weirdest things. So yes, we shared our poop knives. Oh, Michael, have you ever had to cut a poop in half because it was no. so big? No. At the very worst, I've had to f- press the flush button twice. One time I had to cut a poop in half. <laughs> oh, I used a hanger. <laughs> And then I threw the hanger in the goddamn trash where it belongs. You didn't you didn't use it for the rest of your life as the poop hanger? No. Just <laughs> my poop hanger. Please, please no, do not hang your coat on that. No, hey, my sweet wife, who I love and I've lived with and dated for years. Yeah. That's my poop how, cutting wait, hanger. How did he live with this person? His wife. How did he live with her and then marry her and then live with her some more? Well, Michael, without this is her the same question for the, the the lady who had sex with her husband and then he left poop stains on the on the bed because he hadn't wiped his butt in years and they had never had sex. Like this is just the things that you somehow how do you, you don't know your partner this? enough? Yeah, like you're you're drunk on love, and somehow it's mostly poop related. I'm realizing, <laughs> like those are the things that sneak past you. This, They're all butt and poop related. This is why you need to have more discussions with your very close friends and significant others about poop. Yeah, so you don't get stuck in an awkward situation where you're asking your drug dealer for a poop knife. And it, you know the weird thing about that story is that usually. Your drug dealer is the one being a fucking weirdo and, like, imposing on your life and, like, being a creepazoid to all your friends. It's rare that you get to be at your drug dealer's house and be like, hey, I just blew up your toilet. Can I have the knife you use to cut your poops in half? Because I need it. Because I need to cut a sideways turd in half. I feel like that's kind of rude. Like, okay, he said it's been several days. So, like, clearly he has more control over he could have just waited a little bit longer until he got home right michael, or is it like once it comes it comes michael you're speaking to a man whose uh deuces are not super regular <laughs> i will say when so for me there's no way in hell i would be able to poop in someone else's house anyway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um certainly not at my drug dealer's <laughs> house um although maybe drugs would help with that that hang up i'm actually now that i'm thinking about yeah, it yeah yeah um but, like, when the moment comes, you're not going to pass on it. Because if you do, it's going to be another minute. And the next time it happens is going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and then who knows how many knives you're going to need at that point. 
You keep hearing these stories about people not realizing until they're around other people other than their family that they have weird traditions. Like yeah. what what is there a like what is there in my life that is so fucking weird that I don't even realize yet? Yeah, and that's the thing, Michael. You haven't really told me any Howard family secrets. I, on the other hand, have been pretty forthcoming <laughs> with some cushy family secrets. I don't. This is the thing is I don't have a lot of Howard family secrets. My family is just is, Michael, normal you, fucking weird. Or, or you just don't know that something is weird. Right. That's, that's the problem. Because it's, it's normal in your family. But what I don't understand is, okay, so, okay, this person doesn't realize that the poop knife is weird. So does that mean that this person's mother and father both had poop knife families because you would think that one or the other would be like hey where did you get this poop knife thing from or they were just like yeah they know this is completely normal right that and he said it's genetic like the whole family does this. but that's both sides of the family two families right, came together and both having poop what are, knives what are the odds <laughs> let's talk about that because right. <laughs> apparently like you know color blindness you know that's that's passed down weirdly I don't know about massive poops. I don't know who's the carrier and who passes that on. Like, do, oh is that yeah, from sorry. I'm a I'm a genetic carrier for just huge <laughs> deuces. Hor- horrible, just, just horrible deuces. Toilet shattering. And deuces. okay, and that's the other question is like, okay, if if either their mom or their dad did not grow up with a poop knife and one of them did, you would think that at some point within their children's lives they would explain the fact that like. Maybe not everyone has a poop knife. Hey, by the way, also, did this kid never have a sleepover at a friend's well, house? Well, he clearly just didn't poop at the friend's house because he goes several I mean, days between. Yeah, that's fair. Right? No, I, yeah, again, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, even had he never had a friend sleepover at his house. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, so they're like, oh, where's the bathroom? I need to, uh, I got my private times. He's like, oh, it's second door on the left. And if you need to cut your shit in half, <laughs> Uh, the poop knife is in the uh, in the You're going to need to waddle out here. That's the worst part. I mean, I guess you can you can do your your cleaning and then like pull up and then go get the knife to cut it in half. But then you have to do, you have to cut through all sorts of paper, too. <sighs> it's just really complicating the poop cutting job. So you have Man. to leave. You have to do your business. You have to clean yourself. Then you have to walk all the way. There's three bathrooms, so they can't be that close to each other. You have to walk all the way to the laundry room. Grab the poop knife, walk all the way back to the bathroom, cut your shit in half. And everyone knows what you're doing right. at this point. And then, and then, well, do you clean the poop knife in the bathroom sink? <laughs> I didn't even think about or that. Or do you walk back, do you take, do you take the dirty poop knife the all the soil. way back to the laundry room and then clean it in there? The worst part about this, so actually my laundry room did have a sink in there, which I, now that I'm looking back, maybe was used to cut, <laughs> to clean poop knives. I don't know. Um... I think so. He mentions that sometimes I would, he would yell, Hey, can you get me the poop knife? I don't know if I would have the emotional and like mental fortitude to hand someone. Like, I had a hard enough time, like, opening the bathroom door and like hucking a roll of toilet paper at a sibling. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I could bring them a slice of metal to cut their shit in half. Also, why do you have to call for the poop knife? Why don't you just go get it? Or bring it with I mean, you if you know that's good. If you know you're about to drop the doozy, just let me go collect the knife and then I'll be back. Well, that probably leads to problems, Michael, where you leave the soiled knife just <laughs> hanging around, and then other people can't get it for the second and third bathroom. Uh, so this is the worst. We had we had a sink in our laundry room as well, but that was because my mom 
was a hairstylist, and so she had a whole hairstylist situation, a whole hair salon situation in the laundry room, and it was a it was a hair washing sink. I can't even imagine if if we also had to have a poop knife washing sink. You'd have to have a separate sink faux show. And also, I'm not gonna trust in their sanitation ability to just clean a poop knife in a like in anything. <laughs> I doubt that thing went through a steamer at any point. You know, it never went through an autoclave just to clean off all that terrible, horrible poop. Well, I love how he calls it a rusty knife, like because of all the poop, right? <laughs> Do you, did they ever change the poop knife? Like, what was the schedule, or is it just the same poop knife for all like eighteen years of his life? I mean, it was probably this. <laughs> Someone commented, "Old rusty kitchen knife." Let's be honest here; that ain't rust. <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, Michael, so, sooner or later, you're going to have to share some horrible story from your family. I, I, wish, I think it. I've blocked all of them out of my mind, to be honest, because I don't have any. I wish I did. We're, Michael, I will draw them out of you <laughs> like poison from a wound. I will suck that snake venom from your from your leg. <laughs> I will I will get an embarrassing Howard family story no matter how hard I try. Okay. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in the Places. I'm going to save two fun animal stories for next week. Um, but if you like this story, we're going to we're going to close out with one uh, one final shower thought from a listener. Uh, but if you like this week's uh, episode, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, I am going to swear to God, put up a blog post with uh, some horrible, horrible info from this week's episode. And uh, if you'd like this uh, this show, you'd probably also like our sister show, uh, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our friend Curtis watch every single episode of 24. Um, that will be... Michael, you want to give me an episode title? Like right now? <laughs> Just another one? Uh, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. It's going to go up tomorrow along with this show. Um, and uh, if you like this show, you'll probably like that one, even if you've never seen the hit show, 24, starring, starring Keith for Sutherland. Because it's just us being dumb and not talking about poop knives, uh, but other good stuff. Kiefer uses a poop knife at some point. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, God, that's season four. I forgot. Oh, man, Mm. it's a gruesome scene. Um, But also, uh, we love to hear from our fans. And uh, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every message we get. We love to hear from you. If you want to share a message to another listener or share a story that you want us to read on air, shoot us an email. Um, or even if you just want to say hi, we will read it and we'll respond. So just uh, shoot us a message. And uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Dear Trends in Low Places, hi. Just that, that's it. That's it. That's all I it's, want. It's me. It's me. Hi. Actually, if you want like a Dear Prudence style advice column, just write Dear Trends in Low Places. Dear Trends in Low Places. What should I my do? My mother in law gave knife? me a poop knife for my birthday. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Oh my god, can you imagine just like a wedding gift? Like, hey, hey, welcome to the family. Here's an heirloom poop knife. Like really fine silver cutlery. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look at this nice like pie cutter. Oh no. Oh no. That is hand- oh, that is a no. handed down poop. My great great grandfather, Ulysses S. Howard, used this poop knife to cut his gigantic gigantic turds horrible oh my god they were so bad because all he ate was potatoes (laughs) 
<laughs> Nothing but. Oh my god. Get, how else can people help us out? You can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Um, you can just search for Trends in Low Places. And when you find us, uh, and if you do like an episode, um, please like the episode on the app as well. Um, if you have a few minutes, you know, give us a review. Uh, that's the way that other people can find us is by having a lot of reviews, a lot of likes, a lot of um, good ratings. So please help us out by doing that. Uh, you can also find- so lie. Yes, lie. lie. Oh my god, lie, lie so hard. Lie to the entirety of the yes. internet. I mean, you've been doing it for years. Just what's one more little lie? What's what's one more? Also, you can find us on uh, social medias on uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram at TILPcast or uh, just by searching trends in low places. Um, and please, you know, if become a fan, I guess you can you can do that on Facebook, right? You just uh, you like us. Yeah. Follow uh, us. You follow us, whatever that whatever, whatever you need to do to make you feel good about following us. Do that. Um and uh, like our posts, send us a comment, um, anything. You know, we love hearing from you guys. So uh, if you see us on social media, uh, give us a shout out. Yeah. Well, Michael, we're going to close it out with a quick shower thought um, from my friend Lindsay and our sole Dutch listener. Mm. Shower thought. Do airplanes get snow tires? Hashtag taxi thoughts. <laughs> Hashtag shower thoughts. <laughs> And this was actually came from Finland. She was flying. Oh. I assume back. I assume flying back mm. to the Netherlands. It's probably very snowy. I assume so. I can't imagine a worse time to have that thought than taking off in a plane from Finland and flying to the Netherlands in January. Yeah, I've flown through the Netherlands or to the Netherlands in early December, and it was it was icy. Yeah, she mentioned it was three degrees there, mm. which. Not great. Celsius for, for or Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. Um, it sounds bad. That's very cold. Very cold. But do they? Do you just like slap chains on a <laughs> on an airplane? I don't think so. I think they just they just, they just hope deal and pray. With it? How does that work? There's no like they have to have the Goodyear like all weather well, they don't tires. Use, right? They don't use the tires for braking. They use the uh, the 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 wings and the and the the engines have back pressure stuff on them. Well, sure, yeah, Michael, I get how physics were. Yeah, hey Bernoulli. So there's I know. no there's I, no reason to have the tires don't do anything other than hold the plane off the ground. They have no brakes on the no, tires. No, there whatsoever. is literally no brakes on the tires whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Planes land on the, those planes with the with the skis land on water. They still stop. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Do okay. Here's another question: Do they have better air like wing brakes in the snow? <laughs> just snow snow wing brakes. Snow wing. They breaks. just throw some Are chains they- on the wings and it works out just fine. <laughs> hey man, yeah, or just like little parachutes that come out. Listen, I'm I know the science. <laughs> I'm not good at it. So. <laughs> Uh, this reminds me of the the old uh, brain teaser about if a plane was on a treadmill that could basically match the the speed of the the plane, could a plane ever take off? Yes. Are you sure? No, no, it wouldn't because the air's not moving over the wing, so it wouldn't. Never mind. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> You can there's actually there's actually a very very long debate about that problem. 
Oh, good. Well, I think I solved it in six <laughs> words, so I nailed hey, it. Hey, wait, wait. I have I have one shower thought that I came across that I we don't need to discuss it. I just need to say it. Just say it out loud. Lay it on me, my friend. Ripped condoms don't even taste like ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I can well, never. Michael, I can. I cannot confirm nor deny that statement. So, well, Michael, this episode has been ripped for your pleasure. <laughs> hey, you. It's been lovely talking Love with you, you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. Good night. Bye.